to episode two of the Film School for Marketers podcast. I am Mariah Anderson and I have the wonderful, brilliant Zach Basner, our other host of the podcast with us. Super stoked for today, episode number two. You know, I'm actually more and more excited the more that we build out our ideas for content for future episodes because there's just so much information that we have to share. And side note, I am equally excited about this microphone that I have today. You know, Zach had his fancy setup. Last time I had my rinky-dink little microphone through my headphones, but now I am all professional and set up. And I would be lying if I was to say that I don't want to just grab this mic right now and break out into a musical number, which you wouldn't mind if we just do that instead, right, Zach? Maybe some. I'm totally along. cool with that. I'm <laughs> totally cool with that. We're gonna have to do a later episode about the importance of great microphones. Yeah, we do. We absolutely do because that, we just have to have it for this setup. All right. Before we even dive into what our topic is today, Zach, we have something going on on February 14th. What's happening oh, yeah, that we do. day? What's going on? This Valentine's Day coming to a computer or mobile phone (laughs) near you is our collaboration webinar with the brilliant folks at Whipster. Uh, Whipster is a post-production tool used for collaboration and review of video content. And together we're, we're making a webinar for you, which is how to insource your video production, what kind of videos to make, uh, how to build your, your insource team. As Mariah said, it's going to be on February 14th. Uh, the times, I think it's 11 and we'll put it in the show notes yeah. as far as what time it's going to be. Uh, but make sure you're there. Uh, it's going to be really valuable. It's going to be probably the best webinar that I've done to date. So make sure wow. you don't miss it. Wow. Setting that bar high as you should. As I should. And I won't let you down. <laughs> Zach never lets anybody down. It's not, not in his, uh, DNA. All right. So what is our topic today, Zach? What are we, what are we diving into here? We're talking about something that I'm really passionate about right now because I see too many companies getting this wrong Mm. and there's a better way. And so we're talking about product service videos, which is one element of our selling seven, the selling seven of seven types of videos we know have the biggest impact on revenue and product service videos are such a big part of how we market our products, how we sell our products and services. And there's really um, six elements Uh, that they must include. Now, the reason that you need these six elements is because even as you think right now of product or service videos that you've seen out there, you probably think of this like salesy, smarmy, Mm -hmm. like advertising, all about us, you know, dollar shave club type of thing. That's not what we're talking about when when we say product service videos that are to be used in sales and to really be a great sales piece. And so we're going to break down the six elements of those. And like I said, I'm passionate about this right now. So I'm fired up. I feel the passion. All right. So yeah, if we want to just run through what those six are and, and we can dive into kind of discussions around each, let's do it. Yeah. So, so um, six elements, there's six questions that you should be able to answer about the product or service. And um, so Let's go through them one by one, just because I think it's going to be easier to organize our thoughts. Yeah. And as, ex- as examples, because I want to represent both sides of the aisle here. For, as, as an example of a product, we're going to use podcast mics because Mariah's got her shiny new podcast mic. So jazzed. So jazzed. And that's what we use as an example for a product. As an example for a service, we're going to use podcast consulting. 
And so just try to imagine your own product or service in these different areas as we roll through these. The first element of a product service video needs to be, what is it? What is the thing? The product is easy. I think easy, a little bit easier than the service. So products, you know, let's say we're, we're talking about this audio technica mic right here. Mm-hmm. We might go into, you know, this is what it is. Um, and maybe some technical specs about how it's maybe different from other products that we, that we have or something like that. But it's basically just a definition type of what is this thing? The same thing for the service podcast consulting. So this is a, um, a series of monthly or weekly meetings with uh, your podcast host or facilitators to help them become really great at podcasting and really get the results that they need. So that's a, that's a great example of a definition, mm. but we can't just assume they know what it is. We've got to tell them what the thing is. You know, I mean, I'm ass- assuming that a lot of organizations or companies have that definition and content on their website. Why, why should it be a video if it's already there, that information's already included on their site? Well, the thing is, I mean, that's part of a larger kind of thing, which is, you know, we know that, you know, Cisco says 80% of internet consumer traffic is going to be video. And so we just know that in many cases, people prefer to watch video Mm. and they prefer to hear it from a person. Not to mention, you might be able to just add a little bit more context or detail around something that you might not have bulleted out on a product or service page. It's just a different kind of experience. And so if we're going to talk about the rest of the following things, we, we just first need to describe what it is. Yeah, absolutely. So number two is maybe the most important part. And it is, who's it a good fit for? And who's it not a good fit for? So if we're talking about a podcast, Mike, we might say, this is a great fit for maybe a hobbyist podcaster. Mm -hmm. This isn't part of our professional line, but this is a great... Um, place to start in terms of cost and function if you're just a hobbyist a podcaster versus maybe a professional you know studio uh, it's not a great fit for particularly folks who want the highest um, audio quality possible so we just need to address who it's a great fit who it's not a, a good fit for so is there any is there anything wrong or negative that would come along with telling somebody that they're not a good fit? You know, I, I'm assuming some people out there might be worried about, well, I don't want to turn away business. And, and what if they perceive my message the wrong way about who is a bad fit? Um, you know, how do you go about discussing why someone should make a bad fit video? Yeah. And this is interesting because this is a common thing that, that, you know, most people might say, why would I want to tell people that I'm not a good fit for them or my product's not a good fit? It's really interesting what happens when, uh, when, you're able, when you address these things with such transparency and honesty mm. that it actually endears you to the people that you are a great fit for. And the thing is, is by simply saying, this is who it's for, who it's not for, are you necessarily going to scare all of your customers away? There's only two real things that happen if you tell somebody, usually, you shouldn't do this. Uh, and I mean, if you ask my mom when she told me not to do things, the outcome is usually I did it anyways, because I, I wanted to prove her wrong. And I think we're kind of the same way as consumers. Like we, we react one of two ways, either. Mm-hmm. No, I am a good fit for this. I think it's really for me or we just don't do it, which is fine because if they're not a great fit or they're not a quality lead, 
then we don't want to, you know, waste their time or our time trying to qualify them. Yeah. And so just, but I want to stress the importance of addressing it honestly, yeah. because there's a, there's a right and a wrong way to do this. And it's going to be very easy for your consumer or your viewer to tell if you're being honest. Yeah. Number three is why do I need it? So you, uh, you need this particular podcast, Mike, because without the features that it has, you're not, uh, you're not going to be able to achieve a certain, you know, maybe bit rate for your podcast or, um, you need it because it's, um, it's made for podcasting. Uh, maybe it's podcast consulting. You need this because without it, you're going to struggle to learn things on your own. And with consulting, with this podcast consulting, you could, you know, eliminate a large part of the learning curve and be successful much quicker. So it's, it's kind of salesy, but it's not really, it's just, you know, what are the quick, quick hitting things that justify why I would need this? Yeah. And I like what you said about there's a way to not make it salesy. So coming at it from the pain point perspective of, you know, why is somebody looking for it? What challenge are they facing and how it's going to help them rather than you just talking about how wonderful and, and great it is as a service or product offering. Um, that's a, the best way, like you said, to build that trust and have that transparency when addressing why they need it. That's a really great point. Really great point. Number four is everyone's favorite. <laughs> how much does it cost? This is pretty easy to apply to a product in many cases um, because it's a little bit easier sometimes to just have like a hard cost. Like if I was talking about a podcast mic, it just costs this much. Yeah. The only variable might be, okay, if you buy 100 of them, then it would be a little bit less. Um, and so if you, can address, if you can really specify the price, that's awesome. With a service, you might not be able to do that. You might. We can do that with our consulting services mm -hmm. at Impact because it's a fixed cost. But maybe there's factors. Maybe there's a range. So maybe you go into detail about, well, um, it really depends on the amount of meetings you would need per month. It depends on the amount of podcasts we would be consulting about. Mm -hmm. And given those criteria, here's how it would affect the price or here's the range that you would be in. And so it's great if you, can, if you can say the cost or say the price. That's wonderful. But you don't have to. You just have to be as helpful as you can. You just have to address it and talk about it. So I'm sure some people, um, if they haven't heard you talk about pricing before, are thinking to themselves, whoa, <laughs> why like putting pricing out there could discourage people from reaching out to me, especially if their cost is maybe a bit higher than some of their competitors. And they feel that they need to explain themselves in terms of the value that somebody is getting by paying that amount. Um, so some people might feel discouraged and feel like they, they shouldn't put that out there in fear that people won't reach out. So, you know, what do you say in terms of how, how you can combat that in explaining why your pricing is the way it is or how to um, get ahead of what you know they're going to be thinking or asking when it comes to your pricing? The interesting thing is, is that if you, if you really think about the way that, um, that we act as consumers, so how, how you go about searching for things, if you're on a website and you're looking for information about cost and price, but you can't find it, 
What is the emotion that you experience in that moment? Major frustration. Frustration. It's the F word of the internet. (laughs) And you're frustrated because you know that they know the price, but they're not willing to talk about it. And the moment that you realize they're not willing to talk about it, you feel as though they are hiding something. And so we can't say that it's going to scare customers away because what we're what we actually know and how we feel is that we'll scare them away if we don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, it, it's just, it's a fear that many have. It's a bias that many have. It's just not true. We've got to be great at talking about it. We've got to address it. Yeah. I think on the flip side of that as well is not only is it helpful to the potential customer, which is like the number one thing, but at the same time, uh, I think it helps in terms of the quality of leads that you're probably speaking with. Because if somebody comes in and they are, let's say podcast services, they only have a lower budget to spend with podcast consulting, um, it'll be a waste of time if your sales team is just over and over having these unqualified conversation as to people who know exactly what the price range is up front and they know that they can invest that. Those are much more effective conversations that are happening with your team. Yeah. Educate those prospects. Talk about cost early. Early, early. All right. Numero cinco? Is that five? C. Yes. Cinco. All right. C. So when should I buy the thing? When is an appropriate time to buy? For um, our product side of the aisle here, a great time to buy this mic would be when you are getting ready to start your next podcast or when you're ready to upgrade from maybe a technology or a microphone that is kind of crappy. (laughs) or when you've uh, realized that you just need to step up the quality. For a service side of the aisle with our podcast consulting, we might say a, uh, a great time to buy this is when you've realized that your listenership is falling off and you need help. Um, and maybe there's even some like qualifiers, which is like you know, we can only start consulting after you've uh, published 20 episodes, something. I don't know. We don't do, we don't actually do podcast consulting. I want to be clear here. (laughs) We're just using this as an example, but those are things that you might address in when is the right time to buy it. Yeah. And why is that important that somebody be at a certain readiness when it comes to getting in contact with the company? Well, for one, if they're not ready yet, then they're going to be wasting your sales team's time. Mm. So we need to help them make the distinction that either I'm not ready for this yet, I don't meet the minimum qualifications, or it's it's not it's just not time. If they make mistakes too, like if they if they purchase too early, that may end up reflecting bad on on your company or mm-hmm. on your sales team, which is why didn't they tell me it wasn't time for this yet? Yeah, and if they don't have all of their ducks in a row for certain services, I mean, yeah, later down the road, that's like your company losing clients left and right, which hurts your business. So yeah, everyone has to be in the right place in that relationship. All right, and last but not least, number six question you should answer in product service video is how do I buy it? And this is really, this is your call to action at the end of this video, essentially. So for a product, it could be as easy as you just saying, if you'd like to purchase this podcast mic, then visit the link at the bottom of the screen uh, where you can add it to your shopping cart. 
and boom, you're good to go. Maybe for a service-based business, maybe there's probably meetings that need to happen. There's probably not a cart that you can add a service to. So you might go, if you're interested in the service, click the link below. And one of our, uh, we'll just say staff, just to keep it general, one of our staff members will reach out to you within the next 24 hours to set you up with a sales with a salesperson. And usually in about two weeks, we could have you up and running with consulting. Why do you think it's important to uh, provide like those expectations and, and give that advice ahead of time in terms of what's happening next or how that person can. Oh, so yeah, this is a great question be- because here's the thing. So we know that consumers are making 70% of their buying decision before a salesperson even knows know that they exist. Okay. Before the zero moment of truth, 70% of the buying decision is being made. So this is great because if we're telling them it's going to take around this long for us to get you hooked up with the service as they're comparing other products, other services, other service providers, they'll, they'll know, look, I could be up and running with uh, Joe's podcast consulting in two weeks. Mm. Uh, or I should expect to spend at least two weeks before I make a decision. So this could work really well in your favor of setting the expectation of how long it's going to take or what the process is like. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so as a review... Six elements of fantastic, wonderful, effective product service videos. Number one, what is the thing? Who is it a good fit for and not a good fit for? Why do I need it? How much does it cost? When is the right time to buy it? And how do I buy the thing? Nice. Solid rundown. Wow. We covered... A lot of really great nuggets in a short amount of time. A lot of great tips. So you're Um, saying there's no excuse for any of these listeners to uh, make poor product service videos then? Yeah, they can't. There's there's absolutely no excuse. Although, although I have a question because I know that people are thinking this. Like you've got them all hyped about all of these videos they should create. And these are foundational videos that really should be the start of the video library, if you will, that you're building out and the video content you're creating. What happens if somebody is concerned about their budget and they might not be able to get someone to do some, you know, high production value videos? Like, how do they get started? Is it something they should record themselves? Should they just find a way to make that budget work? You know, what advice do you give to people in that situation? So, with these types of videos, is it possible that they could be shot with a cell phone? Yes. Is it possible that they could be shot using one-to-one video, like Go Video or Soapbox? Yes. Is it possible that you do it completely yourself without any sort of video background? Yes. So is it possible? Absolutely. Could you do it? Yes. Should you do it? Depends. Mm. It depends on the brand value that you want to communicate. It depends on what the thing is. For instance, if you're selling a high value, high dollar product, that's maybe, I don't know, north of, let's say Mm $10,000. What does it communicate that you're giving a rundown of the product with a cell phone? I'll leave that up to, to you to determine because it may or may not work for your company. But it does not have to be shot professionally. There's other ways to do it. 
If that's what you need to do to get started and it's not going to negatively impact your sales process, then please go for it. But if it needs to be an investment that you just, you need to find the money for, because that's the thing, it's a value thing, mm-hmm. right? We pay for things that we value. This is an incredible value for your customers. It's going to help you out a lot. So I would say make the investment and get them shot professionally if you can manage it. So no excuses, people. No excuses. No excuses. Hey, and send us those product service videos. We want to see them. Yes, please do. We would be happy to kind of give you feedback and let you know our thoughts. We'd love to see them. All right. Well, episode two. On to episode three. On to episode 100. (laughs) Episode uh, 100. I wonder what episode 100 is going to be like. You know... It's funny that we talk about episode 100. Uh, two of our coworkers, Marcella and Justine, just hit their episode 100 of the Creators Block podcast, which I was, I Go saw girls. that today and I was like, man, what does that feel like? <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm glad you bring this up. Loyal listeners, we have lots of great, great people, great content, great podcasts at Impact. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to name them off because I'll end up miss, miss saying one or something and no one will forgive me for it. <laughs> I'm kidding. They would forgive me. But uh, we would highly encourage you to go check out some of those podcasts as well. Um, if you are in the inbound marketing community, if you are in the HubSpot community, if you're writing content, if you're in management, if you're in design, graphic design, uh, any of the following things, we have a lot of great podcasts for you as well. So uh, we'll include a link in the show notes to all of those different podcasts. We highly advise you to go check those out. And Mariah, we love all those podcasts, but you know we're, we, we're trying to get some love up on this podcast as well. I was about to say, so if you love our podcast, Zach, how can someone show that love for us? You can within the next 30 seconds, not if you're driving. <laughs> Yeah, please if you're not, not trying, <laughs> you can go to iTunes and drop us a review. Now, it's a big deal for us because the more reviews and ratings that we have in there, the more iTunes will continue to promote the show. And we want to grow the listenership. We want to grow the audience and the amount of value that we can bring to you. And that's our best way of doing that. So we just, we want to hear from you and we would really appreciate that. It would mean the world to us. It really would. And if you are watching us right now on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, give us a like, drop some comments, let us know if there's any questions you have or ideas for upcoming shows that you'd love to hear a little bit more about. We would love to hear what you guys are curious uh, to know more about, but really value you guys as listeners and as viewers. Um, Very excited for where this show is going to go. All right. Well, this episode has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us for the second episode of the Film School for Marketers podcast. Go out there, make some awesome videos, make some awesome product service videos. Until we see you next time, keep learning. Keep learning.